0: So I would say, do it for you. Do it for you, because it is—it's a lot of that magic that you need to keep yourself going, especially if you're feeling like you're in a rut and you're feeling in a lull. And you know those times that I think, "It's like, oh, I don't want to see anybody. I don't want to go. I don't want to spend the money." (laughs) It really comes back. I think the ROI of attending the conference is absolutely worth it because you get so many things other than just education and just meeting people or just having a cool experience and getting cool swag, right? It's all of it together that makes it really worthwhile.
1: Hello, hello. This is your host, Diutema. Well, here on this podcast, I promise to keep it raw and real and hope you find your answers, action, and inspiration as we move through the episodes. So today, my guest is very special. She is very special, very different because she is the founder of a food bloggers conference called Tastemaker Conference, Abby Rodriguez, yes that's who we are talking to today. Abby is a food blogger and today she has curated a whole food bloggers conference which is called the Tastemaker Conference and she created it from scratch and it has become a creator's paradise to learn and to network and to just connect you know so Appy has done a lot of incredible work, even as a food blogger, like she was featured on the BuzzFeed and the Feed Feed, and she's worked with prestigious clients like Vitamix, Willem Sonoma. So she's pretty much incredible. That's what I'll say. And now I'm really looking forward to my conversation with her, which is all about why should photographers attend conferences? Why should creators attend conferences? Or why should we speak at a conference? Like what will we get out of it? What will they get out of it? And why should we think about education in our creative journey? We are so busy, right? We have client work and we need to create content and we need to look after our families and, you know, and then there's social media, we don't have time for a conference, but we should, right? Let's hear it from Abby, why we should, what it can do for us and how it can enrich and touch our creative lives. With that, on to Abby. Hi, Abby, and welcome to My Food Lens podcast. It's absolutely special to have you here because I don't think that we have ever had a conference founder on our podcast before. So this is very, very special. Thank you for being here. And Abby, before we move forward, could you please introduce yourself to our audience? Tell us about your business, your location, and all your social media handles, please.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Hi, everyone. I'm Abby Rodriguez. I am the founder and CEO of Tastemaker Conference, which is a conference for food content creators specifically, all about education and community. I also run a food blog called The Butter Half, and I am located in Washington, D.C. area. And you can find Tastemaker at Tastemaker Conference, and I'm at the Butter Half underscore.
1: Amazing. So I first heard you on Clubhouse. I heard you at Jesse Sierra's Food Blog School and I was like, oh my God, who is this woman? I heard (laughs) all the things that you did, you know, all the places that you were and how this conference, like Tastemaker Conference, how it came about. I listened to the entire story and I was like, she needs to be on my podcast. So you really made a very big impact on me. And I'm sure all the listeners on food blog school that day. So just tell us, you know, I know that you, you were a food blogger and food bloggers, what they think about food styling, food photography, maybe recipe ideas, lots of flavors, no one wakes up with this idea of Oh, yeah, that's not a conference today. You know, it's it's creative. Yeah. So tell us how Tastemaker was founded. Tell us about your thought process, you know, for anyone who might be interested in curating events in the future. So tell us how this came about.
0: Yeah, I mean, it wasn't, it was very accidental. It wasn't, it's one of those things where I think back and I, when I was a little girl, right? Oh, when going to grow up and own a food content creator conference? Like who thinks that? I mean, these jobs weren't even, they didn't even exist back then which I think is so exciting to just be in this really innovative creative space, which all of us are those creative types where we want to be our own boss and entrepreneurs and really dig into that side. So it was in 2017 when I started Tastemaker. And I had I've been blogging since 2010. And which is crazy to say that, that it's 12 and a half years that I've been doing some iteration of this. And so I, I was in the middle of when influencer marketing became a thing where it became a job, people could make real money and turn it into a career. And then I transitioned to food specifically in 2015. And I actually started as a food photographer. That was where my love of food content creation came from. I mean, The cooking part is fun, but I had, you know, a young family and wanted to learn how to cook and hold myself accountable in the kitchen. And so I thought, well, that'll be fun to create the recipes. But what I'm really passionate about is food photography and styling. And, you know, started doing that, took on a lot of clients because brands were starting to pay creators for their photography work, as all the people here on this podcast know. And I had all these people starting to ask me, Abby, how do you make money off of a website? How are you doing that? That sounds amazing. And then I realized, you know, at the time there was only one other food blogger conference, but there were other really beautiful boutique, well curated aesthetic conferences that were happening outside of the food space. And I was so inspired by that idea and realizing, okay, there's a food conference that I think could be improved upon, or there's just a different, smaller, more intimate audience that we could serve here. Mm -hmm, And so I'm like, mm -hmm. why don't we create well, let's create it. It doesn't exist. So let's make it. And so that was in 2017. Like I was very pregnant. So you found yeah. a gap and you were trying yes. to fill the yes. gap. Amazing. Absolutely. Amazing. Yes. Yep. So that is was in 2017. I was very pregnant at the time. And, you know, probably was the last time like a point in my life. <laughs> where I should be starting a new venture like that. But yeah, it was 2017. And now we're sitting here 2022 is halfway over, which I can't believe. And I just feel like it's been a wonderful thing. It's really something that has been needed because of that community aspect of food content creators, no matter what you are, right? Food photographer, you're an SEO expert, maybe you're a virtual assistant, you're a writer, you're a chef, everybody has such individual expertise. And that's why this community is so important, because we bring each other together to learn from one another.
1: No, absolutely. And I think you brought up such a good point that this trend, all these roles that you're just talking about, the Mm influencers and all of that, that's actually caught on very recently. So to Mm -hmm. suddenly have this platform where they can get educated or they can share knowledge, I think that's just absolutely wonderful. And I personally, pre-COVID, saw many prestigious photographers, food photographers, who were like, "Well, guess what? I'm doing this summer. I'm presenting at the Tastemaker Conference." So I know a lot of photographers who did that in the past, and that's how a lot of us got to know about the conference. It was very, very interesting. So Abby, tell us, like, I'm sure you, you have met thousands of attendees over the last few years, and you know, you've met a ton <laughs> of folks, and you've just told us about the different profile of people who attend these conferences, like SEO experts or influencers or you know uh, virtual assistants or stylist photographers all of those folks they're all either coming in as speakers or audience out of all of these people that you've met what would you say are like your five top topics that you think that the audience all combined is most interested
0: in Hands down, without a doubt, is SEO, just because a large bulk of our audience is still content publishers on their own websites, whether they have their own food blog. But the thing that's very important about that is that as a food photographer, SEO in this day and age, if you have a digital business, SEO should be top priority on your list. Right. So Absolutely. That is massive. I mean, I think that by far and large is, is the number one topic there. Um, to follow that, though everybody loves food photography. That's yeah, we want to see. Wait, like, there's something just so intriguing about watching somebody just create something and style food. Like I love watching YouTube beauty tutorials. Like it's very yeah, just there. Yeah, you watch somebody do their makeup. I feel the same way about watching somebody just style a food. The before and after, yeah, yes. it's just. Like- it's yeah. magical. <laughs> yes. So those are always very popular. And then uh, recently we've had a really great response with our DEI content that we've been trying really hard to integrate and make that a huge priority and mindset, right? And business, mm. like mm. we were all business owners and we're, a lot of us don't have business backgrounds. And so how to be your own boss, how to have the mindset, how to get over a lot of those hurdles those mental gymnastics that we have to do you know solopreneurs but I don't like the term solopreneur personally because I think we're all in it together right we're like yeah yeah I, I would that. say those are the top ones there right and SEO is definitely like for me it's the most intimidating
1: the moment I see the word slug I'm like what is that you know so so yes. definitely it's very intimidating right but from- I feel like Yeah. (laughs) So many random words. Mm -hmm. Random words, I know. But I think you bring up such a great point that it's not just the technical part, it's not just SEO or getting a website. You know, people are interested in the creative stuff, which is food photography. And then they're interested in what is actually a key player in running a business, and that is your mindset. I mean, if you don't have that right, you can you can get an SEO expert to do stuff for you, but you can never get someone else to work on your mindset. So that's what you need to do by yourself. So I'm I'm amazed that I'm just it's amazing that people are interested in the entire spectrum of topics that comes you know as part of a creator's journey. So that's very interesting, and I'm sure that you receive like a ton of submissions for speaking presenting by creators all over. Mm-hmm. So. Tell us, what are the common topics that speakers are most excited about? What are the common topics that you see being submitted over and over again? Yeah,
0: so that is an interesting question because everybody that submits a topic is actually very different. So it's really interesting to see what expertise people pitch because sometimes they're topics that we haven't even thought of that we think, wow, that person presents this from a very interesting framework or this is an angle that we haven't presented this particular category and track of content because that's how we label and categorize all of our our sessions is trying to make verticals of of themes essentially right. and so trying to look at these creative ways to do that so i mean it really is kind of all over the place like we just got a submission from this woman who focuses and i can't remember her name but she focuses on teaching people how to like create products but in a really interesting way. And so that is another topic I didn't mention. We want to make sure that everything that is presented at the conference can somehow or another make you money, right? Because we're right. all here <laughs> trying to make money. And I think sometimes, like, yes, it's not necessarily all about the money, but at the same time, we want to have needle moving topics and actionable yes, items. Absolutely. teach you why, but show you how. And so I think the most interesting pitches and submissions we get are people who are true experts in their field, even if it's a very niche thing, right? So for food photographers, like I shoot very dark and moody content in artificial light. That Mm -hmm. is my expertise. And that is what I do. And I want to zone in and really focus on that topic. I have found that those really specific high level submissions are the ones that actually perform and do the best and have the best response. Oh wow,
1: that's interesting. Yeah, I was kind of thinking mm-hmm. that you might have themes that you see, for example, dark and moody photography or somebody talking mm-hmm. about how to start a food photography business or you know, mm-hmm. how to pitch to a client. I mean, I thought that these might be some common themes that you see through the years, but you're so right to say that everybody brings a unique perspective even if the theme is common. Each one presents it differently and puts their own spin on it. So that's, that's interesting. So I was looking at your submission criteria, right? So very interesting. You have, you know, a standard form like what's the session title? What is the description? What are the objectives? But then you have something really fun in there and that is hey, do you do video? Share your video. Do you have a cool reel? Share your cool reel. And I thought that was very fun. I thought that is probably the first time that I was seeing that in a conference, somebody's also interested in the visual aspect on that side. So tell us a little bit about why that was included and what's really your selection criteria for a speaker for tastemaker.
0: Yeah. So the reason we do that is, A, we want to vet you and make sure that you are creating content at a standard that we think is expertise. Because while I do believe that everybody has something to share and offer, we want to make sure that the people who are presenting are experts in their field, that they've put in the time, they've put in the work, they have the portfolio to prove that. And so for us to see content that you're creating. Like we know you, you have skin in the game. We know that you are, are actively involved in, in the business side of things. You understand how this works and that you, a lot of times too, it's good for us to see speakers so that we know that you can perform and, and hold a captive audience. Because as much as I love everyone again, not everybody is cut out to be a speaker. And that is not something that I don't, I think it's a skill that can be learned. And I think that there are sometimes certain skill sets that fall short, whether it's I haven't presented enough or maybe I'm shy and I'm a little reserved and so I'm a little timid when I talk. Mm -hmm. Right? You need people to be engaging. And that is something that, that is developed over time as you've been presenting, as you develop your expertise and really build that confidence and trust within yourself, which I believe everybody can do. Fun fact about me, I used to have crippling social anxiety, like all through high school, could not even speak in front of a group of five people. And now I'm constantly doing interviews and talking to strangers that thousands of people listen to and having hundreds of people in the audience. And you know, so I'm a living example of you can overcome anything with a mindset if you put in the time and effort and skills and have the resources to do so, to do that. So. Um, those, that's why we have that criteria. And we want to make sure in terms of the topic and the description that again, what you are teaching isn't just a very surface level. Oh, I'm going to teach you the why in an overview. We want you to get into the nitty gritty of, okay, the why is great and the what, but really we're here to learn the actionable how, and you know, more detailed, the better. Right.
1: There has to be a very solid takeaway something that they can execute right away. I think that's definitely a sign of a good presentation or a session. So I feel that many times creators... Have a lot of good content, but they're like, hmm, that's mine. I'm going to share that. Oh, I don't want to tell the world. It's my little secret, right? <laughs> so people are a little bit about that. Or some folks might feel that, you know, like you said, not feel confident to be on stage. They might feel like, oh my God, I have all this good knowledge. I just want to share it, but I can't be in a room of 100 yeah. people, you know? So there are many different reasons why creators. Are a bit inhibited in sharing their work or presenting at a conference. There could be many other reasons. Uh, can you give us like three reasons why somebody should feel like photographers should feel pumped about, you know, oh yeah, let's go share this with the world, let's present at a conference? Give us three of your uh, solid reasons why creators should do that.
0: Okay. Well, number one, It helps establish your expertise and authority and trust. If you are qualified enough to speak at a conference or an event that generally says, Hey, I am an expert. Number two, if you have a product or something that you offer, it is a great place to market your product and your business, essentially. And we pay a small speaker fee. And for people to come to the conference, they get a ticket, you get your hotel. You know, so you essentially get a free vacation and a conference, and you are getting paid to market your product, which I think is a mutually beneficial thing for us and for you as the speaker. And number three, it's just you get to meet other incredible speakers who are experts doing other things. And I have seen so much synergy between other speakers and attendees who have met and then have created these incredible businesses and things off of networking. At an event, which I think that community aspect and relationships to me will always be the most important thing about growing your business and being successful. Oh wow! Okay, I'm feeling pumped. I'm submitting my application today. All right,
1: yeah. <laughs> but I'm so with you on the whole networking thing. I think conferences are just incredible. We have this wonderful story of restaurant owners in Singapore, and there are these <laughs> two ladies who met at an event and they both came from the same part of the world. They chatted and they just started a partnership and today they are the owners of the top restaurants in Singapore and it's just friendship that bloomed and it sat in the right place and that's the power of networking and they work together and they've built the most successful businesses in the city today. So definitely the power of networking is something that the conference offers and whether you're speaking or you're attending, you can have that benefit, I guess, right? Absolutely. I love that story. So I think one of the biggest reasons why somebody holds back from speaking or presenting is definitely what you said, you know, feeling timid or feeling shy in front of live audience, especially, Mm -hmm. you know, online or digital presentations are maybe a bit easier. So in your experience, have you Have you seen someone get cold feet before a presentation? Have you had to kind of talk someone or pick someone up just before the presentation or even not before the presentation? Like, you know, can you share some tips that motivates people to have that confidence to present, you know, in front of a live audience?
0: Yeah, I... Remember, and I don't think she'll she'll mind me sharing this because she's come such a long way and she's such a dynamic person, but Susie Bullock from Hey Grill Hay has been with us since the very beginning, is on the board, has been such a huge advocate and supporter of Tastemaker. And she was actually our first uh, keynote speaker in 2018 when we had our first event in Salt Lake City. And I mean, if you, if you know her and know of her and you see her and you meet her, I mean, she's been on Food Network. She has her own YouTube channel. And this woman is one of the most confident, brilliant people that I know. And I just remember seeing her practicing for her keynote. She's like, this is the first time I've ever done it. I'm a little nervous and just, you know, just listening and holding space to be like, I totally get it. Nerves are absolutely a very normal, anxious response as a human being. I think, you know, it's a little maybe concerning if you don't have any nerves at all. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Right. And I remember (laughs) talking to her and being like, what? You know, and I think it's (laughs) good for us to remember my tip for people is that everybody gets nervous to some degree. Some people yes. just show up more than others. Even those people that are rock star, you know, broadcast journalists. I yes. mean, everybody has has those moments of fear and like a scarcity mentality that I think is a completely normal experience. And to just hold space for yourself to say, I can do this. This is normal, and I'm going to have a phenomenal session and people are here to learn from me. And I was selected because I'm the expert and really just trusting in your own intuition and trusting your own knowledge and being able to show up for yourself in that way, I think is a huge part of that. So. And everybody starts somewhere, right?
1: I mean, there's always a first time and you'll always be more nervous the first time than the second, than the third. I listened to this podcast by Amy Porterfield and she constantly talks about how she does all these webinars. So she's she got a huge, huge following. And then she talks about all these webinars that she does. And every time she's about to go live, she just begins sweating. She's just nervous. And she's been doing Mm -hmm. it for over maybe 12 years. Exactly. you know, so it's just the story of every time you just get over it and then you yep. get in the moment. You're a human being. It's it's totally normal. Absolutely. So let's talk about the flip side. Let's talk about the okay. other part of the conference, which is attending. So a lot of folks are just like, Oh, you know, I just want to be there. Okay. I'm not one of the speakers, but I would love to be there. I would love to hear all these magnificent creators talk and share their knowledge. So tell us what would be your three solid reasons for them to come and attend Tastemaker?
0: I mean, the, the reasons are somewhat similar to host- <laughs> speaking, right? First of all, networking. Again, I will go to my grave saying this relationships, relationships, relationships <laughs> for all, for people who have heard me speak on other podcasts and things, are probably tired of hearing me say that, but it is so true because those are the things that matter. We have, for instance, uh, we have a workshop that we are hosting tomorrow that is being led by our fabulous friend, Lori Murphy, and she has become a web stories expert Um, as much as an expert can be. I mean, I, I use that term in the sense that web stories are new, and that is something that people really want to learn about. And she has really solidified a lot of her knowledge in doing that and helping other creators learn how to create web stories and come up with a really solid strategy for that in terms of their business, whether you're a food photographer or a blogger or whatever, if it's food focused, she's really nailed that. And she has come so far in in her own blog, in her own content creation, in her own niche of being a consultant for this very particular thing. And she only started coming to our events in 2019 was the first one. She came to one of our masterminds and she networked, right? It was the people and it was coming and meeting other like-minded people. And then, you know, that trickles in and that has a ripple effect. And then you meet other people within the community until you find your tribe of people that you just fit together really well, and together, a rising tide lifts all ships type of mentality. Yeah, I think of like that. She has been able to form new businesses and reach her goals because of essentially. And she she has shared this story a lot with us. She's like, I wouldn't be here if I hadn't come to a tastemaker event and come to wow. the, and the workshop. So. That is just one example of many wonderful stories that people have shared. And I obviously tastemaker is not the only reason, but it is a a big catalyst for meeting the right people who are going to hold you accountable and for you to as a stepping stone to get to know other people. And I just love that we provide people that small, small part of their journey, Mm. Mm. their business. I think it's so special. So the networking will in the community will always be first and foremost. Um, second is we work really hard as we've talked about now to, to have the right presenters there, to have the experts so that the education you are getting is cutting edge. It is extremely relevant. It is what is currently happening. We work every year to make sure that the content is fine-tuned and serving people better each year and breaking it down into advanced or more beginner intermediate and making sure that it fits for you. So you get the right knowledge that is right for you and make sure that you are on trend with. What is going to move the needle in your business and staying up to date with that? Because as we work in this digital space, we do have to keep up with social media trends and digital marketing trends and and algorithm updates and all these crazy things, um, you know, that you might not have to deal with otherwise. So conferences are huge for that educational part of it. And number three, just the experience, being able to be around other like minded people and to feel this feeling of effervescence, which is an actual sociological term of when you get together with people, I think that is just so incredibly rejuvenating for your mindset and your well being. So I would say, do it for you, do it for yeah. you as yeah. it is. It's a lot of that magic that you need to keep yourself going, especially if you're feeling like you're in a rut and you're feeling in a lull and you know, those times that I think it's like, Oh, I don't want to see anybody. I don't want to go. I don't want to spend the money. <laughs> it really comes back. I think the ROI yeah. of attending a conference is absolutely worth it because you get so many things other than just education and just meeting people or just having a cool experience and getting cool swag, right? It's all of it together that makes it really worthwhile. Oh, absolutely. And I think that, you know, most industries
1: have such events and food blogging kind of gets left out or it's a very new trend. Like I used to be an architect And Mm -hmm. I used to specialize in healthcare. So I used to go to the healthcare design conference every year and we used to have over 5,000 attendees. And you would be in room full of 500 people attending one session and we would have like 30 sessions at one go. So all industries have these events. And we as creators have kind of, uh, because it's such a new trend, we've not seen much of that. So I think Tastemaker is just such a great place. Not just to have like a whole, like I said, the whole spectrum of everything you need in a creator's journey. It's a one-stop shop. You go there, you can get your technical knowledge, your creativity, your inspiration, your friends and your business partners. Who knows, right? And then you can also just feel connected as a whole because I know you don't like the word solopreneurs but at the end of the day, a lot of us do work in one room, do work by ourselves. Yes, we might have teams but they are also remote. So to be in a room full of like-minded folks, just to feel that connection, I think that is priceless. So thank you, Abby. I, th- I just love that answer. That's wonderful. So one thing that I have also heard, a new it's probably not a new trend, but a lot of folks have started talking about now, especially in the photography world, are portfolio reviews. A lot of folks are interested in them and their portfolio reviews in person. They're also online. So is that something that the
0: Tastemaker Conference offers as part of their program? No, we don't. But I thought that was a really interesting, it's good information for us to hear. Huh? Because we always want to know, what do you want as the attendee? What are you looking for? How can we best serve you? And so I thought that was a really interesting add-on. So the closest thing we have to that is having sponsors who focus on SEO, like Mediavine is our presenting title sponsor for 2023. And so for example, they'll do website audits to make sure that your ads are running properly. So there are reviews like that. And I do think that could be a really Interesting special thing, especially if we have these well known food photographers in the community who are speaking there. I just think that can add a lot of value um, in terms of the, the classes that focus on the, the food photography and food styling. So, no, we don't currently, but that's yeah. not to we, we can't in the future. And we are really trying to build out our virtual side of things and our webinars and our workshops that we offer from a virtual side so they're more accessible for right. people across the globe and I think that there is a lot of space and room for these types of ideas to and grow even, and
1: even to just have art directors or you yeah. know folks from magazine editors yeah. all mm-hmm. of those folks come and do portfolio reviews I think that could be really fun and that yeah. could be something photographers would be really interested in yeah I love but, that idea and I love that you're constantly looking for feedback you're looking how to improve the conference I think that is just the way to grow right Which brings me to a very interesting question. You touched upon it just a little bit before with your story, but I would love to hear, you know, real feedback or just enriching stories that you might have heard from either a speaker or let's say an attendee who reached out to you after a conference said, Hey, Abby, this was wonderful. Um, It touched my life in a certain way or whatever. Like it made a difference. Attending the conference made a difference. So do you have any like beautiful or fun story that you would like to share with us where you have real feedback from speakers or attendees?
0: I do. And here's the thing though, the crux of the story has nothing to do with business, but that's where my (laughs) heart is. It's just, I believe that we come together and there's a fate and a purpose behind all the things that we do. So, I mean, I have multiple stories I can share, but this one came top of mind and I've never shared it yet. And I'm mm. waiting for the perfect time to share it. And this is it, this get is it. right now. This is why I've been holding on to this Yay. story. Do we'll it. So we had our, our first SEO mastermind in San Diego, right before the pandemic the world shut down in in 2020. And that was in February. It was when we had this mastermind and we had uh, Jason and Kelsey Steffen, who run their own creative agency type of of situation. And they were there to learn about food blogging so that they could serve their clients. And they're the most lovely people. In fact, he just emailed me the other day. He was, they're just such kind, loving people. And I remember um, at the end of it, we went to this dinner and one of the presenters there, his wife is an immigration attorney and Jason and Kelsey had had a friend at the time who were, had been trying to adopt this child from South America. And it had been this really long battle. And it was something that had been really, really hard thing for their family just because things weren't working out. Things were getting stopped, but they had developed a relationship with this child and there were just a lot of obstacles in the way. And uh, it turned out that a few weeks after went by, I got an email from Jason and, and he, it was the most beautiful email. And I have it saved because he was like, I want you to know that tastemaker is lovely for all the reasons we've outlined here. We learn so much the education, the technical side of things, but he said, it is, it's more than that. He said, if we hadn't have gone here, we would never have met this attorney. And she was the key to our dear friends being able to complete their family to have this child that they had been longing to have in their lives. And he's like, I feel very strongly that that's why we were supposed to be there. Yes, it's helped our business in so many ways, but it has touched the really important part of our lives, which is our families, our friends, our relationships. See, and that right there is is really sums up to me like what Tastemaker is all about. Precious. That's precious. That's amazing. That's such a beautiful story. I love it. So
1: that's why I said you don't just meet business partners, you make friends and sometimes it can be life-changing. Absolutely. That's beautiful. Thank you, Abhi, for sharing that. That was very, very lovely. I'm sure you've had many such feedback and you know, stories from folks who have attended Day smicker because I think you've created it with that intention and heart and I think that's what comes through. So mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about The other version of Tacemaker. So this is amazing. People meet people in person and there's this connection. But then there is an online version, you know, Mm -hmm. a whole different side to the conference. And this, at least I am, I'm a bit apprehensive about online conferences. I've always had, you know, a little bit of, oh, will this be as effective? Will I absorb as much? Will I have the same amount of networking opportunities? I think especially because I'm in Asia. I think yeah. what happens is that we get left out all the time. We can't participate in live events because it's two in the morning mm-hmm. or we can't participate in networking because it's five in the morning and we can't sit with our glass of wine or maybe we can. Yeah. Uh, you know, so uh, yeah. I feel like a lot of us in the East kind of get a bit left out. So tell us a little bit about the online version of the conference. Do you think it's effective? And if you've had any solid feedback of that in your you know, experience?
0: Yeah, and I think that's a great question and a great call out to thinking globally about what we do because and being inclusive that way. And so while the life component of that doesn't necessarily serve and include people and folks who are in Asia, because like you said, it's in the middle of the night. And if you really want to commit, you can set your alarm and wake up if you want to do that. But the, the nice part of that is that there is access to the recordings and you can follow along at your own time. I will say I was very hesitant to to take things digitally and virtually, but the pandemic forced us yeah, to do that, which yeah. in hindsight, I'm very grateful for. I think we saw a lot of businesses who had to convert that way, who had a more of a an in-person presence. And so that gives us the opportunity, I think, to just connect our community more deeply. Our virtual conferences, I will say we have fantastic feedback for people who have said, I've been to a lot of virtual conferences and... Yours by far exceeds a lot of other people's conferences and events that they do. We pay a lot of attention to making sure we have the right platform, that the user experience is a good one, that it flows, that we have really solid communication, and that things are available, that they're accessible. So if you are on the other side of the world, and it's two in the morning that, hey, maybe you can catch the tail end of it, but here's the recording. And so you will have access to everything. You have access to the platform. You have access to all the people so that you can still do that networking on your own, but you have those people that you can connect with. So we actually have our next virtual conference coming up on September 16th. And we Ooh. launched it on Ooh. June 15th. If anybody wants to come, it is all about SEO. I will say that if you're, you're into mm-hmm. that. But yeah, I just think the accessibility part of that, I think is really special um, yeah. because there are a lot of people that can't travel for... True obvious reasons. There are still restrictions on things. They are in a a health position that doesn't allow them to travel and, or just financial resources. And a lot of times the virtual events are a lower entry point. Mm -hmm. And that's really important for us to try to be as accessible and inclusive as possible so that everybody can learn. But Internet. I think, I think that's amazing. I think the online
1: version, I know, I know I called you out a little bit, but I'm sorry. But I think if COVID has taught us something, it is to go online, to be digital, to go global. That is definitely mm-hmm. a lesson that has come out of it. And I think to have, again, what you said, accessibility to someone in the East, somebody sitting in the Philippines, somebody sitting in Singapore. To be able to, you know, have access to all these sessions without having to get on a 24-hour flight, I think that is fantastic. So definitely, I I can see the advantages. I was just ranting a little bit. I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) Oh, no. Listen, I love ranting.
1: All of it. Bring it all. We can talk about all of it today. I'm sure we can all rant about COVID. I mean, that's something I'm sure that made a huge impact, right, Abby? I think that might have changed a few things for you in the conference. Like, did you have to change the format? Did you add new sessions? Was there anything that changed in the in-person conference after COVID?
0: Nothing more than us introducing more enhanced protocols for things, which I will say actually is a hindrance to the in-person events just because uh, you know, food presentation and having a more robust food presence and having brands there and doing more food demos and things, it really actually put a damper on the presentation uh, in terms of that. But, but in terms of the content, not really, we have had the opportunity to have a couple of presenters present virtually where mm-hmm. there was just a Zoom broadcast. Mm-hmm. So that was really probably the biggest structural change, but we tried really hard to keep it is the same as it has been because we did miss out on that in-person connection and that those feelings of isolation that you mentioned earlier that we already feel as creators working by ourselves in our tiny studios or our house or our kitchen or wherever that may be, that isolation is already very present. And then to have that compounded, the global pandemic was just really hard. So we wanted to just foster this environment of we're back, we're in person, we're trying to keep things the same. So moving forward to 2023, it'll be nice to get back to, to our normal presentation of things. Fantastic. So I have two more
1: questions for you. And we'll get into a little bit of the technical stuff. So people have a little bit more information about the conference. But tell me before you go, I want you to give me like a rapid fire, boom, 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 your top Mm -hmm. three qualities of a Powerful
0: presenter. Okay. Yeah. Number one, I would say, know your audience and make sure that you are presenting relevant content that they've never heard before. Have Mm. something that is specific to you and that is actionable and you can execute, right? The most important thing is giving people homework and saying, do this and you'll achieve these results. And of course, it depends on your situation, but that would be number one. I would say people that have an easy bedside manner and are confident and in, in their presence. And these are things that we're talking about, these are actual skill sets you can learn. There are coaches out there who can teach you how to speak and how to hold your body and have body language a certain way. So I would say their presence, their physical presence, and how they speak and how they engage and just their sense of humor is really important. And then I think just, being involved. I think the most powerful presenters are those who stick around and engage with the community and are interested and show their attention and time to people because they know that people who come have spent a lot of time and energy and resources in all the various ways. And so I think it's really important to stay and engage and really get to know people. Fantastic. I love it. So be an
1: expert, bring your personality, Mm -hmm. and then be social have social skills be empathetic so fantastic I love it I think again that covers the entire spectrum yeah let's get cracking let's get working on these (laughs) lovely so My last question to you, Abby, is that tell us a little bit about the fee structure. What do attendees pay? What do speakers pay? And for me, there's always like a little incentive when I'm going to a conference, like when I register and I get my little tag and I'm like, "Ooh, what's in my goodie bag? Like, do we have things like that, (laughs) you know? So tell us about the goodie bag and tell us about the fee a little bit, please.
0: Yeah, So our, our fee ranges from depending on if you hit a sale, we usually do tiers leading up to our highest price point for our in-person conference is $599. Um, It's in Chicago. And so it's a really fun place to be because you, it's in a really cool old building. We pay a lot of attention to the architecture, which I now have learned about (laughs) you, you care about. Um, the venue is really great and we, yeah. we host it in front of the inspired home show, which is mm. get that as part of your ticket. So the ticket value is really great because you get two days of all these classes with these experts networking. We have a brand exhibitor hall where you can go meet brands face to face, build those relationships and connections. But then you get the ticket to the inspired home show the following remainder of the weekend and going into the next week. And there's a special influencer marketing brand exhibitor hall there. And there's thousands of brands there. So for food photographers specifically, that is such a great place to Mm. find clients who need your services. Right. Uh, So there's that, first of all, just is incredibly valuable. Um, You also get food. We feed you breakfast and lunch and snacks and drinks and all the yummy, delicious things. But I will say, I think our swag is by far the best of anything I've ever seen other conferences I've attended or I've seen online because we have shoppable swag that is included in your ticket. And so when you walk in, it's this beautiful setup where there's, it's merchandise, like a little shop, a pop-up shop. And there's, you know, all these wonderful brands have donated these full-size products or, you know, little products that are a real quality item. So you get to take your bag and then go shop and just- Take what you want and put it in your bag. And by the end of it, people are always asking. They're like, do I need to bring a suitcase this time? And I'm (laughs) in the era of saying, oh, you know, it was COVID. So there's a lot of supply chain issues. I don't think we're going to have as much swag. And people, by the end of it, we've handed out full-size cast iron pie did oh you, my god. You know, oh, things wow. like that. We had waffle <laughs> makers that we ended up getting that I was like, uh, I'm really sorry <laughs> that I I misdirected you in that way because I mean people had just bagfuls of these things and yeah. their swag ended up weighing like 30 pounds by the end of it. Um, but yeah, it's just the swag is incredible. Just the that's what I mean by the experience. Community, education, and experience are a yeah. brand value. So you yeah. get all of that in the ticket. Fantastic. This is amazing,
1: Abby. I feel so pumped. I mean, I don't know if I'll present, but I definitely would love to attend. I feel very, I feel emotionally connected after speaking to you. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's fun. And Mm -hmm. uh, how long is the conference? Is it?
0: Yeah, so it's two days. So uh, this coming year, it's in Chicago. It's March 2nd and 3rd. So that is a Thursday and a Friday. So Mm -hmm. two days in a
1: beautiful venue, collecting waffle makers, like loving it. Absolutely. Yes. yes.
0: Collecting <laughs> new friends, waffle yes. makers, knowledge.
1: <laughs> all things fantastic thank you Abby thank you for sharing so much with us I think this you know just speaking to you I hope that our audience can feel the value of just education and just growing professionally and personally through a conference it's such a huge part of everybody like everyone no matter which industry you're in and I think you've given us has given us the opportunity to bring that to our own industry also now so I think really really value that Really value your inputs today, all the inspiring and wonderful conversation. Thank you so much. Before you go, Abby, would you be able to, again, tell our audience about your social media handles and where they can find the conference?
0: Yes, absolutely. We would love for you all to come. And thank you for having me here. I can't wait to meet you and your community, hopefully. I hope you all come to Tastemaker. And you can find us at tastemakerconference.com. The website is very easy to navigate. You can find the waitlist there and we'll have it in the show notes. Um, So there's a waitlist right now to get on for that, which will notify you. You get added to our newsletter to get notified of any events that we're running. So that includes the virtual conference that's coming up in September. That includes the waitlist for when we release uh, our next round of tickets for the conference, in-person conference in Chicago in March of 2023, and any other fun workshops and retreats and other events that we do. So tastemakerconference.com and then you can find us at Conference on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok and everywhere. We're <laughs> everywhere.
1: To fabulous, fabulous. Thank you so much, Abby, for taking the time. Thank you so much for being here today. It was just absolutely lovely having you. Thank you for having me. So that was Abby. Wasn't that just a fantastic, fun conversation? Like many times conferences are associated with something dry, very boring, you know, people in suits, but this sounded intimate, incredible, and just emotionally and professionally fulfilling. Like imagine sitting in that beautiful space where you are learning so much about creativity and technical skills, and you could be sitting beside someone who is another entrepreneur like you, or another photographer like you, or another influencer like you and you've just met and you feel like you've known each other for 10 years you come from Asia and they come from Canada I don't know anything is possible it sounded like a very enriching experience to me and I really really miss it I miss it in this creative world I miss it as a creator and with COVID hopefully gone I feel like just having these in-person events can be such a refreshing change for us. It can help us grow professionally and personally. So I'm definitely going to look for Tastemaker Conference. I can see where I fit as a audience or as a speaker, uh, what I can bring to a bigger community and what I can take from all the experts who are there. I'm definitely going to consider it. And I hope that it's left you with such thoughts as well. If you have any questions, again, virtual conference is another option that you have if you are not wanting to travel or if you have any restrictions. If you have any questions, please send them to me. I'll be happy to answer them. I'm also happy to redirect them to Abby so that you have the full information of what the conference offers because... To grow as creatives, we definitely need to educate ourselves and surround ourselves with people who will help us grow, right? So I hope you enjoyed that episode and I'll see you again next week. Until then, bye bye.